0: Hello there, and welcome to the INFJ Journey podcast. I am Ariane Kveliaks, an INFJ art writer, podcaster, storyteller, and founder of the INFJjourney.com. No one is you, and that is your power. This could be a pretty good way of getting the gist of the INFJ's life experience. Yet our journey is no walk in the park. It is one of unique challenges and hard to get rewards. One of deep solitude and constant battle to find a way, our way, to turn our unique gifts and our vision into reality. But you are not alone in this world. There are others just like you. On this podcast channel, we discuss all things INFJ. This is our place where we can be what we truly are, share our thoughts, our questions, our dreams, our insights, our epiphanies, our challenges, and our vision. This is our journey too, where you are seen, heard, and understood as well. There's never been a better time than now to share our stories with the rest of the world. So go ahead and join us on a journey of discovery and endless imagination. What we do in life echoes in eternity. Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legion, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius. I like this quote. I bet you do too. General Maximus, what a guy. He had such a tough alone in many ways, intense and beautiful life. He truly was unique, just like us, INFJs. Although each of us is absolutely unique, we share some common qualities as INFJs. The first one is our deeply ingrained need for a purpose. The second one is our all-or-nothing mentality we simply don't compromise with our values whatever those values might be the third one is our moral code code sorry we all more or less have one even if we are not fully aware of it it is part of our dna the fourth one is our compassion we care a lot perhaps even too much. The fifth one is our ability to see the big picture. Knights of the past care too. A great deal, in fact. It was part of the chivalry ideal to care about the quest, about their value, but most of all about people. And in today's episode, uh, which are called, episode number 10, which are called Claiming Your INFJ Knighthood. We are going to to dive deep into notions like being a knight, knighthood, being an INFJ, and hood. Yes, I just made it up that last term. But it is a podcast episode which I wanted to do for a long time because I, f- I think I am convinced that there are a, a lot of similarities between the two, the, the, the knighthood and the INFJhood. And this is something that is very dear to me because I bet many, if not all of us, are aware of uh, that bridge, that connection, that natural connection, that that is between the two, and this is a very special podcast episode that I uh, I wanted to to do because I think it's it's going to be helpful to many in a perhaps in a weird uh, kind of way, and we are going to I'm going to sorry explain that in a bit. Just bear with me a sec. So we all know pretty much uh, about uh, knighthood, about about being a knight, uh, especially if we are fond of history, which I bet many of us are. Um, so we we basically know the basics about what a knight is. At the very least, we know about King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. And the knights just a, a, a quick a quickie about the knights of the round table, uh there were knights in the fellowship of King Arthur in the literary cycle of the Matter of Britain, uh, which first appeared in literature in the mid twelfth century. So with that out of the way, I'm going today I'm going to focus on the the natural yet a hard to cross bridge between INFJ hood and INFJ knighthood. And I think that in an odd way, there are a lot of similarities between knighthood of old times and INFJ hood. Uh, But even if this natural bridge, this natural connection does exist, it is not a bridge that is easily crossed by all INFJs. I mean, there's a big difference between like in uh, um, you know the Matrix when Morpheus speaks uh, to uh, uh, Neo and he he told Neo there is a big difference between knowing the path and walking the path and I think that this is exactly the same principle that applies to uh, our subject matter today uh, because even though we know that there is a natural bridge, many of us INFGs know that uh, knows that there is a bridge, but there's a difference between knowing that and being able to cross the bridge and claiming our INFG uh, knighthood and owning it fully. Um, and this this bridge, as I said, this bridge is even though we are aware of it, is not naturally and easily crossed by all of us. So today we're going to see what does it take uh, to us high energies to be able to not only cross that bridge but claim our INFG knighthood. And it is it is a battle that we we will all sooner or later, I have to fight, but it is not a battle against some enemies, uh, some person who would like uh, to prevent us from claiming and owning our knighthood or our knightage knighthood. It is a battle that we have to fight against ourselves, and we better win it because if we don't, we are going to feel miserable for the rest of our life, and that's how. How important I think that, that, that INFJ hood, that INFJ knighthood, uh, uh, is, uh, at least to me. And I, uh, and I, and I suppose that it, it is to many of you guys. So if I can help some of us, some of you, some of us, uh, to win that battle, or at the very least to be well equipped to fight it, then I, I'd i be very satisfied and happy with myself. Because as I told you many times before, I, I truly desire to help you. Because uh, I think that because we are very proud people, it's hard for us to accept that we need help sometimes. Sometimes we have to have a, a, a little nudge or a big nudge to be able to, to, to move ourselves and to, to start our quests well, start a journey and realize somewhere in that journey that we are not only embarked on a journey, but also we are embark, embark, sorry, on a quest as well. And there is a reward to be having at the end of that quest. And to my eyes, that reward is this... Uh, very elusive, yet very profound um, INFJ knighthood to be having at the end of that quest. And as any hero's journey, it is a tough mission. It is not like a mission you're going to fulfill with lots of help, lots of People around with many books that will go, in, that are going to to lead you and show you the way and give you reassuring and, and all kinds of things. This is a battle that you have to the I the the INFJ way going to to have to fight almost alone and with little help from other people because obviously other people don't. Don't truly get uh, get us, and don't truly know, uh, don't truly understand the way we are wired. So it's difficult for people to help us because if they don't get us, if they don't get the way we are wired, how are they supposed to help us? So it's up to us to do the job, and it's normal because we are what we are, and. What we are is uh, l- both alone and very connected among us uh, creatures, beings. And this natural connection and this natural loneliness or, or loneliness, uh, so, so, so to speak, it's something that is printed, imprinted in our DNA as INFJs. So it's good it's a good thing that we are alone but it doesn't mean that we can't be enlightened from time to time from other people benevolent people who wish to help us on our journey and we're going to start by a few uh, quick definitions that are helpful in this podcast episode so we we start by night what is a night and the knight in the Middle Ages was a, a warrior horseman. It, it was usually of a noble or a genteel family. And this person, this young man, has to follow a very intense and very tough training for many years before he could become a knight. And beside a sword or and a shield... A knight in combat might have carried a, a battle axe, mace, or a lance. So, second definition: What is knighthood? And we're going to 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 look at knighthood on, uh, uh, as it is um, defined by uh, uh, Wikipedia, and it's not maybe it's not the only proper definition, but I thought it was a very good definition. And according to Wikipedia, a knighthood is the British honours system is a means of rewarding individuals' personal bravery, achievement or service to the United Kingdom and the British overseas territories. The system consists of three types of award, honors decorations and medals so there is a of course there is a big gap a big big, big natural historical difference be, between knighthood as it was in the middle ages and knighthood today obviously but the the idea is to to be aware that to to be able to claim that knighthood or to receive it you have to have done something and it's not only because of your because of your beautiful face, you have to have done some deeds, some very good deeds that are or were uh, helpful to the community at large, and you have to have some kind of personal merits uh, to show uh, the world because. Uh, Again, it's not just only your pretty face. It's something that you did. It's something that you are able to do and others are not. And it's something that distinguishes you from the rest of the population. So there is a dimension of achievement. And we're going to see that for INFJ Knighthood, that's the same idea, more or less the same idea. It's because you. You were able as an INFJ to achieve something and it could be just becoming a fully mature INFJ or because you have done something during your INFJ journey that distinguishes you even more among INFJs and that could make you a natural candidate for INFJ knighthood. And the last uh, definition I I wanted to to present you guys is chivalry. Uh, By the the, 11th century, a code of conduct for knights called chivalry had evolved, and it was based on on a combination of military ideals and Christian values and etiquette, and chivalry uh, 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 during the medieval uh, ages uh, required a knight to be reverent to God and of course today it's no it's no, lo- no longer relevant of course uh, but whether or not you believe in God that's up to you but whether or not you believe to God uh, in God, uh, to God sorry uh, it, it's it doesn't matter in a way that what's I would say that what matters is your ability to, uh, to resonate in a way uh, or to identify uh, with transcendence. And it's the ability for you to be able to see something that goes beyond your mere existence, beyond your mere uh, uh, destiny in a way. Because if you are able to see beyond yourself that means that you are able to 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 serve the community and this is the highest ideal uh, for uh, for uh, for knights in the medieval ages it, it 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 was this ability to to be willing and ready to sacrifice yourself if it was needed uh, Simply because you knew at one point in your in your night uh, night life that you had to sacrifice, and even though you are going to to die, it does not matter because it it didn't matter at that time because uh, the idea uh, of chivalry will will survive you will continue to be carried on from a night to another, and everything that you believe in it was what was essential, not your existence uh, per se, but the ideal. And I I guess it's the same thing for INFJs. I mean, if, and we are going to to see that, you know, in a bit, but if you are fully aware of what it means to be an INFJ, then you will quickly understand that it goes beyond being you. I don't... uh, uh, I don't mean to say that your existence has no importance. Of course it has. Every existence is important. But if you are a true INFJ and if you are a mature INFJ, uh, then you see that your existence, even though it is essential, it is, if we see the biggest picture, the big, 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 big picture, then your existence as an INFJ, among others, uh, other INFJ is both essential and anecdotal in a way that what is more important, and it goes for me too, is um being able as an INFJ to contribute to our INFJ ness. And being able to help other INFJs, because a lot of us, uh, um, especially the youngest INFJs, uh, may have uh, trouble uh, coming to term uh, to terms with their very nature, and sometimes we feel very alone and even desperate, and uh, uh, we 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 suffer. Uh, uh, Oftentimes we suffer from depression, anxiety, and all kinds of problems, uh, and it's not it's not a good thing. So if as INFJs, we are able to to mature and and then to help others other energies, then the and I say that between brackets, uh the. INFJ knighthood or the INFJ the circle of INFJs is completed in a way that we we are we show uh, to to other INFJs that we we feel compassion and empathy and and empathy and we wish to help others that are just like us. So that's for the definitions and of course uh, we are going to see w- first w- what it takes uh, to 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 become that kind of person who is able to be s- s- uh, 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 to be uh, very um, aware of what it takes uh, to to help others and uh, who shows uh, uh, selflessness uh, uh, all the time. We are going to see that now. So we start with the first, uh, the first, uh, step or the first phase in our INFJ life. And the first one is the one where we are still, and it's perfectly normal, uh, undeveloped in a way because we haven't, we haven't, uh, taken possession of our, um, of our full potential. We don't even know that we have a potential and we are, not mature, we are unaware and we are undeveloped in a way, which is the first and natural uh, step in our in our journey as energies. So I, I want to to remind you that even though the first step is very uneasy and um, harsh to many of us if not to all of us already in that step number one there is a seeds of greatness in us because we are already from uh, early on uh, capable of greatness but all much uh, not all but much will depend of our environment's uh, our local society, our family, our friends, our our, our acquaintances, uh, t- for us to to grow, to mature, uh, either quickly or slowly. It's not just up to us. There are other factors that will go that are going to influence that first phase. But it's it's a good thing uh, to to keep in mind that already in that stage. There is, there are uh, seeds of, of greatness. And these seeds are going to germinate uh, because you are going to do what it takes. But again, you can turn yourself to others if you think that some of them can help you. It's not something that is forbidden for us. And many of the, the these uh, INFJ seeds are either unaware or they 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 just have to be discovered and nurtured, and at this stage uh, we are not very useful. And what I mean by not being uh, useful uh, is um, because we are not fully av- aware of our potential. It also means that we cannot help others, and in this way, we are not very uh, useful to others. And this is normal. And at this stage, we are pretty much not lost to the world, but hidden in, in some sort of, of a corner. Uh, and we are very vulnerable at this stage, because we don't know, we don't truly really know who we are. So because of that, we are very vulnerable. We can, be, we can even destroy ourselves by doing the wrong things uh, with regards to our nature. We can harm ourselves, and it's something that we do a lot. And it is, it is something that is painful, and at this stage... We don't even know that there are other INFJs because at this stage, usually, we don't know. uh, We don't even know that we are INFJs, assuming that we know what uh, an INFJ is. But let's say that we know what an INFJ is. We many of us uh, start their life, but not knowing. Uh, and carry out until a, a, maybe for some of us, the mature age, uh, without knowing uh, what we truly are. So not only are we hidden from, uh, from the world and is in some sort of corner, but we, we, we are, uh, we tend to um, avoid uh, our very nature, uh, in order to survive. Uh, I, I give you a, a concrete example. When I was a, a, a young, uh, a young teenager, I started to feel very different from other people. But I didn't know I was an energy at that time. But I knew I was different, very different. And when I was with other people, I I noticed that my 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 being different was easier if I hit some of my um, INFj uh, features so to speak and I was willing to compromise with my introversion with my uh, with my uh, liking for silence and with my uh, INFJ, uh, the so-called INFJ st- stare at people. And I was willing to do all kinds of things, even silly things, only to survive and to be accepted by others. Because at that time, uh, when you are a teenager, you, you want to be accepted. You want to be part of, uh, of uh, some group of some society. And it's very normal. It's a very normal stage. And the second stage is, when you are starting to mature, you're starting to develop as an energy, and at this stage, uh, y- you you st- you start um, you, you you're starting to understand that some of your behavior, some of your beliefs, some of your uh, uh, quirks, even, or some of uh, your way of thinking of uh, of uh, Connecting to to the world and to people, uh, you you're starting to realize that it's it's it forms a a a very um, coherent uh, uh, kind of uh, system, and you're starting to basically understand that uh, those 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 things uh are part of yourself and they're not going to to go away and you're starting to to see your past differently even though you still you're still young at that age at that moment in your life but you're starting to look backwards and to look into what you've been through for a few years and you it it, it all starting uh, started to 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 make sense to you. you you're you feeling, oh, ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 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 I was like that because, uh, because I am what I am. And, uh, uh it's normal. I, I was like that uh, around people or I like to be alone and I don't like to be, uh, to be, um, cocooned by society and I want to make my own decisions and so on and so forth. So the past starting to make sense to you in a way that is not complete, but, um, clear enough for you to realize that you're different. And it is what it is, but you're still, in a way, you're still caught up in your, uh, in your INFJ world, your INFJ inner world, uh, because we have, uh, we all have uh, our own uh, INFJs uh, inner world, and it's it's uh it's something that exists within you, and you 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 know that it's. You feel good when you are in your inner world in your inner places and in your secret uh exclusive uh, kind of uh, INFJ world but you 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 also feel like there is something outside but this outside uh, uh thing is both tempting and It feels like scary to you because you you you're not in your comfort zone and you feel that maybe there are something to be to be had outside. But is it worth it to you? You're not you're still not sure about that worthiness if you go uh, outside and you basically Going back and forth and and forth between your inner world and your uh, which is for you, it's like a cocoon, it's like your private cocoon, your private shelter, and you make the o- occasional uh, outing uh, when you feel like it's worth it, but you're still uh, you're still in a way, commuting, uh, if I may say so, between the two. And you're still unsure of if you're going to do that all uh, all your life, or if at what point you're going to to choose between the two. And it is a stage where you're also very much uh, attracted to uh, the metaphysical world. And you, you 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 have that kind of uh, intuition that the physical realities of that world, that's not enough for you. And we all go through that stage and I went through that stage and in a way I'm still uh, in that stage because I still have uh, uh, from time to time uh, tough, uh, tough days and tough uh, moments where uh, I feel like... Um, I'd rather be uh, in the metaphysical realm instead of in the natural, uh, common, um, physical world, the world of all of us. And it is very tempting to isolate uh, in this world, but it's very dangerous to do that. Sorry. And for the energies that are willing to persevere and to mature... uh, Eventually, they they're going to reach that maturity, and they're going to develop uh, as a, as a, as a fully grown up, uh, so to speak, INFJs. And if these, if those INFJs do that, then basically they're going to reach or uh, to be able to claim more to claim uh, that INFJ knighthood. But we will see now that it's something that demands some kind of work from from us it's not just uh, to be had uh, and and no efforts involved and it is uh sorry um, it is something that um, how should I put it mm, it's difficult for me um, to explain because I don't want to feel like uh cheesy but uh, there is something profoundly noble, uh, noble about INFJs. And I say that in a good way, if I may. Uh, Because if we look closer, there's a natural bridge uh, between knighthood and INFJhood. And it's, it's both words basically are solitary words. And being a knight and being an INFJ is all about going above and beyond what other people usually do because of our sense of ideal, because of our idealism and because of our strong commitment to our values, whatever our values are. Because basically and obviously too, our values can differ from one energy to another, of course. But the main thing is that... We have values and we are very committed to keeping those values alive. And both Knights and INGs are about standing our ground and about fighting to to preserve uh, uh, what matters to us. And both are willing to do some sacrifice in order to do what must be done i i spoke about sacrifice uh, uh earlier in that podcast but of course there is a dimension of sacrifice and it's not it's not that you have to sacrifice your life but especially in our time but it has it means that you have to sacrifice something in order to gain other things and most people don't want to sacrifice if i may say so because we are naturally lazy. And if we have to choose between uphill and downhill, we always choose or almost always choose um, downhill because it's easier and it's our nature. Of course, we are lazy people. Everybody is a bit lazy. And if given the choice, if nobody gets hurt, then we, we are going to choose downhill. And in a nutshell it's all about the quest it's all about the endeavor it's all about the journey and the hero's journey because uh, i made the podcast before about we 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 could be heroes and i strongly believe that we not only can we but we are and you cannot you cannot uh, hope to to become a true knight or a true and mature INFJ uh, if you don't face uh, your demons your, and if you're lacking compassion, if you're lacking a sense of empathy for other people, if you don't care about other people, then you will not be a knight and you will not be a true INFJ. And being either of them means to be able to see the big pictures, as I said before, and knowing that you're going to be—it's going to be difficult, it's going to be lonely, it's going to be painful, and it's going oftentimes—and oftentimes you're going to be uh, more or less uh, misunderstood, isolated even, because people don't 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 understand what you're about and what what you're doing. With your life. And the sense of, of uh, endeavor, of quest, is something that is. Uh, we, we see that a lot in movies, uh, in books, but in reality, in real life, how many of us, and now I'm speaking about all of us human beings, how many of us are willing to, to, to go on a quest? Or how many of us are uh, at ease with the notion of seeing one's life as an endeavor? Not so many, and it's not tragic, but it's it's a pity sometimes, I should say. And there is also, uh, beside the, the the similarity between knighthood and Iron Agehood, there is a profound need for mental clarity in both, and a natural disposition for mental uh, toughness, for resiliency that. Oftentimes, uh, INFJs, especially when they are young, are not aware of. And uh, when when I was uh, when I was uh, younger, I had a, I was a, a both as a, a teenager and a young woman. I think uh, at that time I was 22. I think, uh, 21, 22, no, I don't cl- uh, clearly r- remember. But anyway, when I was younger, I, I had a, a beautiful uh, love story with a young Malagasy man. Uh, um, and the day we finally uh, a- and sadly broke uh, up, uh, he told me something that I I never forgot. He, he told me that to him, I was like a, a black diamond. And at that time I it felt like a compliment but I I didn't truly understood what what he meant by that. And I looked it up in the dictionary and on the internet and afterwards and I realized that the meaning of a a, a black diamond is transcendence and I was Amazed by the comparisons and the James, gems, this gemstone, the, the black diamond, it, it symbolizes power and authority and is supposed to have some sort of mystic power as well. So, not only was it, was a, a truly, and, uh, and an beautiful compliment, uh, but it was also very true. And I said that not because I want to, to compliment myself, but because, um, uh, The, the dimension of transcendence, the dimension of, uh, uh, power, authority, and mystic power as well is something that I strive towards. And he he was right, my, 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 uh, my former boyfriend, whose name was Eric, by the way. And black diamond, they also symbolize, uh, symbolizes charisma. And it is worth noticing that many INFJs do have a natural charisma. And the same with many, with many famous knights, uh, uh, either real or fictional, like King Arthur, like Richard the Lionheart, like the French knight Bertrand du Guesclin, and so on and so forth. So you see, my fellow INFJs, there are many, many natural bridges between, between the two. And it's, it's a, it's something that we are not aware, but it's something that is uh it is um, how should I put it uh worth uh encouraging in ourselves. The quest is worth encouraging because uh, we 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 can't I should say as an INFJ, I feel I feel like we can't satisfy ourselves with the usual uh the usual um normal standard life so to speak and we have to to go beyond because if if I take only my own example uh, I was miserable for a for many many years because I first I wasn't truly aware of who I was second I wasn't truly aware of what I was which is not the same thing then I wasn't aware of my full potential then I wasn't aware of how I could uh, reach it and then I wasn't aware of the the idea of, of me being on a journey I was living my life like many many people are just day by day and I wasn't aware that there there was some bigger picture there was some ideal that was uh that was meant to to be to become mine uh, I wasn't aware of what I was supposed to do who I was supposed to do, and I was so miserable with so many things. I, I I thought that I didn't have any choice but to compromise with who I was and what I was if I wanted to have some kind of normal life. And it took me a long time to realize that this normal life wasn't meant for me at all. And there is, I started it, this podcast by, by saying that there is a natural bridge between knighthood and INFJ knighthood or INFJ hood, and it and although it is natural, it is not easy to cross and not easy to claim what's the, what's on the other side of that bridge. And again, uh, back to that notion: uh, the day you as an INFJ, uh, if you haven't discovered yet that you are. And if you are not truly aware of your full potential of what you are meant to do with your life, and the day before that day, you're going to suffer a great deal. And what I wish for you is that you become aware as soon as possible, because by becoming aware, you're going to get a faster uh, f- um, rewards and faster, uh, uh, quicker, better understanding of what you can do with your life and one thing that you shouldn't do at least for me in my eyes is uh, compromising too much uh, settle too much and thinking that you you're uh because you are uh, the kind of bigger than life person uh people are always going to be Scared by, by by what you are, who you are, and because of that, there is no normal life for you unless you compromise. And if you go that way, of course you're going to get some 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 quick wins, so to speak, but not truly rewards. If you compromise, but your whole INFJ being, your whole INFJ self is going to suffer. And what I would like you to do instead. If you're up to the challenge, is to look up, upwards, and to 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 think and to do what is requested, what is expected of an high energy, which which is going above and beyond, choosing what is difficult, because only in in the challenge, only in the endeavor, only in the quest. Only in the hero's path are you going to get the rewards you truly deserve and the rewards you are made for. And this this kind of fate is is difficult. I'm aware of it, and this is one of the the many reasons I, I created the INFJ journey and everything that goes around uh, that that website, that company, and uh, that podcast, because my my my. My goal is to to show you that it is possible for you to be a fully accomplished INFJ without compromising with what is most important what is essential to you as an INFJ and if you are up uh, to that challenge that you're going to to go to that to that stage where you are a developed a mature INFJ and it is something that only at that stage you will become able to, to contribute to the community at large. And it is also a, a kind of tricky stage because you're going to discover two things at the same time. You're going to discover uh, your strength as as an individual, as an INFJ, and you're going to, to discover all your flaws, all your shortcomings, and all at the same time, almost. And it is very disconcerting. It is, it is very confusing. And you're going to... It's like he narrated something say your grandma is dead and she she left you something oh you're so, super happy and you you go to to her house and you discover that what she left you is both very interesting a heirloom of some kind but there is also a letter with the heirloom and in the letter uh, your grandma says uh, all the things uh, that she thought about you and some are, are very nice very kind and you're very you're very moved by them and others maybe are not so kind maybe she 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 practiced a tough love with you and it, it's a it, it's a kind of um tricky uh tricky moment uh, in our life as an idea is when we discovered uh, our flaws our shortcomings and we we understand at that stage that they are here, maybe not to stay forever, but to stick a lot a long time uh, with us, and we have to be able to build up something, even though there are shortcomings, even though there are flaws, even though we are fears, there are anxiety and so on and so forth. We we must go above and beyond again, and take the whole package and not only. Uh, chosen slices. Uh, and this is a tricky, tricky stage. This is the, the, the mature stage of energy hood. And this is also the stage that you, 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 you become able to see the world for what it is and you see clearly in it and you have a new pair of mature eyes. And with those eyes, uh, there's also a, a growth in your, in your uh, emotional and spiritual abilities. And this is a moment where maybe, for some of us anyway, you can find hebris. And you, you, you can be tempted to think that you are so unique that you are the best. And basically, you don't know either the world or the other people. And this is something that we must, at all costs, avoid. Because it's true that we are unique, but we are not the best in a way that we are best. We are better than other people. We are just unique, meaning different, but not best, not better. Uh, because because that would be about uh, pride and uh, hierarchy and being. Uh, it would be about passing judgment on other people, and it's not. It's it's unfair and, unwell, uh, and uh, um, uh, how should I put it, um, unwanted. And we, are to be, we have to be aware of that too, avoiding that hubris. And we are at that stage, we are still prone to some kind of strong emotional outburst. We, we are not fully balanced because I don't think that an INFJ is, is ever fully balanced. But we are in a phase in a stage of our development where we have taken uh, possession of a lot, but there are still times where we feel uh, like total losers, where we feel, uh, when we feel uh, we are um, inappropriate in a way, and where, when we feel that we, when, when we are, ever going to have a, a, a fulfilling life, a satisfactory life, because of what we've just discovered about our strength, our flaws, our shortcomings, our, uh, our proneness to some uh, anxiety, uh, self-criticism, and, and so on and so forth. It is, a, a as I said, a tricky stage in our development. And this is the moment, I think, where we should practice tough love with us, with ourselves. What I mean by that is we have to be, uh, we we mustn't, uh, we mustn't be too kind in a way that we mustn't be complacent with ourselves. We, okay, we are good we are we are unique we have many talents many abilities that other people don't have we have uh oftentimes we have psychic abilities but not always we we have many gifts and obviously these gifts are very unique and we are wired in a unique way and people are both Impressed and scared by us, but it is also a, a stage where we must avoid, again at all costs, being complacent with ourselves, because it's never good. It's never a good thing, and this uh, this maturities uh, goes with a, a very. Uh, big and deep growth in our uh, imagination abilities also we become very uh, very rich in our head and we it is usually the time when where we start to be if we have uh, if we have uh, started to to write it's usually the the phase where we start to become very good at writing and we we still go back and forth between the physical and the metaphysical, uh, words, but it's okay because we, we are never lost in either of them. And we, we still, we, we start to, to feel the need to contribute, not only the, the, the possibility that we have, but the need to. And it is some, I would recommend that when it, when it happens, then we, we start to involve ourselves in some kind of uh, activity, social activity that can help other people, not only energies but other people, just for the sake of helping people and getting involved with uh, other people and with society at large. And again, we go back and forth between the tangible and the intangible. And it's, it's one of our, biggest uh, treasure trove uh, because it's unique and in both cases we see and understand things that make us a uh, proper individual for uh, engaging in a quest. Hence the, the title of this podcast episode, Claiming Your INFJ Knighthood. Because I, I strongly believe, very, very strongly, that we, we should claim our knighthood. We should reach and deserve by our work, our personal work, our INFJ hood, but we should claim our knighthood. And in that claiming, there is a dimension of making it public in a way that it's something that was incredibly difficult to get. And you should be happy if you uh, succeeded in getting it. And as mature individuals, INFJs, are very like uh, the knights of old, and it is charming too. Because, of course, we are not the Monty Python, and we are not going to to knock uh, coconuts uh, down for uh, to make uh, horses uh, uh, noises, and we are not going to attack uh, a castle uh, in order to claim our knighthood. But we are going to do some very tough work, and this deserve. Uh, praise and this deserves uh, um, reward as well. And when we have reached that third and last uh, stage in our development as an INFJ, then not only are we have we become uh, some sort of INFJ uh, knights or uh, but we also, uh, become able to light the way for others. And in that dimension of lighting the way for others, there is a dimension of both, uh, transmitting knowledge and know-hows, but also being able to, to shed some light for, for those of us, INHJ, for those of us, INHJs, who feel lost, who feel like they are in, only in the dark place, in that dark corner of the world, and they feel so alone, and they feel so unique in a very uh, painful way. So, our duty, if we have reached that stage, is to not only help other I energies by sharing knowledge, by sharing all the wisdom we have gained in our journey, in our quest, in our in our uh, hero's journey, but also, like the way for those of us who need us and need it. And it is a, a very noble uh, and beautiful way of being an INFJ. And this, I started this podcast episode by mentioning the fact that there are seeds of greatness in us, even uh, from uh, the beginning. And I what. F- The way I see it, these seeds of greatness, they have germinated in yourself. But the most beautiful thing there is for an INFJ is to be able to plant that these seeds of greatness in some, some other INFJs' garden, and to see them germinate and become beautiful flowers, beautiful plants, beautiful trees, beautiful beings, mature and 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 uh, and helpful and aware uh, INFJ beings, and not to mention the fact that it's we are also as INFJs we are visionaries, and this visionary ability is. It also includes um, other INFGs and we need a purpose. And this purpose of claiming our own INFJhood and helping others to claim it, it's what makes us visionaries because we can see the future. We can see what someone has the potential to become and helping that someone. Is, is there something more beautiful, more needed in our world than that? I don't think so. Truly, I don't think so. And I guess that the pod, this podcast episode, key takeaways for you guys, energies of the world, who are truly and really very dear to me, is that belonging, wanting to belong to something, belonging is not something we negotiate with the external world it is something that we carry in our heart and this is this thought is from Brené Brown uh, whom I I like very much and I I quoted her many times over but I she she specializes uh, in vulnerability she's even called like that the, the vulnerability girl although she's not a girl anymore but she she made her uh, the best She made herself the best woman and human being possible to what end? To be able to help others claiming their true belonging, but not by asking to others, can I belong, but by giving us the proper tool to level up and to own our ability to become uh, who we truly are and to rich by our standards and with our tool and our pace and our uh, own uh, willingness to do that our true belonging and it's funny to think that this this quote is comes from someone who has specialized in vulnerability although I, I, I have been talking about strength all along but i think that This is the same, the same principle of one, one, one coin, so to speak. Imagine a coin and there are two sizes and, and and two, two faces, sorry. And on the one hand, you have strength and you have unique abilities and you are, you are, you have whatever is shining and inspires um, respect because it's strong, it's committed, it's beautiful, it it doesn't know failure, and it, it, it goes for it all the time. And on the other side, you have Failure. You have shortcomings. You have fear. You have anxiety. You have shyness. You have indecisiveness. You have the fear of being left alone, uh, uh, of being left on on one side of the road, the fear of not being able to to claim that belonging, and you have vulnerability. But this coin is going to flip back and forth all the time. The main thing is to be aware of that and to be aware that the two faces belong to the same coin. And there's no point in asking for someone permission to belong to something. You belong. Why? Because you are an INFJ. And being an INFJ is being an outsider. And being an outsider forces you to find your own way, your own patterns, your own purpose, your own mission, your own everything. And I guess that, and this is the end of this episode, Night lies above eternity. It doesn't leave off fame, but rather deeds. And this is the final and ultimate quote and the end of this podcast episode. And this is a quote by Dejan Stojanovic. And that's it for today, my, my fellow energies, And I hope that you found this podcast episode helpful and uh, it that it, it is something that you can apply in your own life or help other INFJs with and as always uh, if you have found this this episode uh, I strongly uh, uh, encourage you to to subscribe to it of course and if you found some value in it to also make uh, any comments you care to leave on my website uh, uh, at www.infjjourney.com and if you like it uh, feel free to uh, to leave a review uh, uh, f- hopefully 5 out of 5 on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to my podcast channel as I said before uh, it, it helps me tremendously and for those of, uh, of you who wish to support uh, my work further uh, especially my new projects called the, the Weather Outside go to my Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash INFJjourney Also, uh, make sure to download uh, your free INFJ journey guide and INFJ action plan for 2021. Links in the show notes as usual. And until uh, next week, uh, next week will be uh, (laughs) episode number 11 and it will be about something that is very important to INFJs. It will be uh, about the famous, infamous INFJ door slam. And the name, the, the title of this next podcast episode will be the INFJ door slam, the knife and the wound. So again, that is for today, folk. And until next week, take good care of your INFJ self. Bye for now.